0: Welcome to the Daily Objective. Uh, I think we can rename it the uh James and Rosie show because it's uh it's the second time in a row that it's the two of us. Um and the, like, the, there there have been more times recently, but uh I'm I'm glad and I'm also glad we are talking more about uh something that is uh, you know, broadly speaking within your uh area of expertise, although it is UK uh UK politics, but there are, are legal aspects to it. Um So uh, Boris Johnson, who was a British Prime Minister until just over nine months ago, uh, has resigned from Parliament. Now, for people who aren't familiar with the system here, you know, the Prime Minister has to be a member of Parliament. um, And, uh, and, and, you know, when he is, uh, so he gets elected as member of Parliament, and then the party with the majority uh, chooses their leader as Prime Minister. So Uh, When a prime minister resigns, he is still a member of parliament unless he resigns from parliament as well. Now he has resigned from parliament as well. Um, This is because of uh, an investigation uh, uh, into or a committee, a parliamentary committee that investigated uh, parties that he uh, had, um, um, you know, with other people in government, with the conservative party people uh, during lockdowns. So, um, we're gonna talk about that. I mean, I'm gonna just state at the beginning, you know, uh, Boris said he called this a kangaroo court when he resigned. Uh, he's he he resigned, but he's very uh, combative uh, and he's uh, and i i I think he's right. It was a kangaroo court, and and we'll talk later about why. But I also think he deserves to be gone. Uh, he um he deserves much more than to be gone from Parliament uh, and we'll We'll discuss that uh, on today's show. So um yeah, and if you have any questions or comments on this, uh, please send us your super chats. By the way, thank you, Jonathan for uh, for the super chat. Uh, well, right.
1: one of the most colorful figures in contemporary politics surely has been Boris Johnson. I mean, he's a man with an—I mean, you know, on one sen- in one sense, he looks like a traditional British politician. You know, educated at Eton and Oxford and so forth. But on the other hand, his personality has made him one of the most colorful. And there's an analogy, I think, with American politics that's been drawn many times. That in- it has some merit. It's not perfect, but there's some merit between uh, Boris Johnson and Donald Trump, of course, because they're both popular. Uh, conservative leaders who have a very loyal fan base, but because of their unique personalities, let's put it that way, have generated a great deal of controversy. I mean, let's face it, a few years ago, he was a huge hero on the right for uh, leading uh, the Tories to a giant landslide victory because of Brexit. And he sort of forced Brexit to actually keep its word on Brexit. And so became a very, very internationally famous, uh, if if not infamous, depending on your politics uh, figure, but he was the guy that gave Britain and led Britain in 2020 through those draconian uh, lockdowns. Very much like in uh, my own home state here in California in the United States, the government imposed some pretty severe lockdowns at the time. And uh, as we were discussing before the show, you know, for ordinary people like you and me to uh, defy those lockdowns, it was a heroic thing, a noble thing, a good thing. Uh, But when you've got the leaders of the government who are actually imposing the lockdowns, again, with the analogy here to California, our governor, repeatedly uh, violate, were caught violating uh, the lockdowns, the most infamous example. He went to the most uh, expensive restaurant in Napa Valley, California, the French Laundry, and had a wild party, as he was forbidding the same thing for everyone in the state of California from doing. Um, and that kind of hypocrisy, In in most cases, I don't think hypocrisy is a very strong moral case to make against anyone, much less a politician. But when in fact they're imposing these harsh rules on everybody else and are clearly defying the rules themselves, um, it's really hard to justify on their part Um, and seems to be suggesting that one rule applies to the elites and a different rule applies to the rest of us plebs who just have to obey, obey the orders. And I don't think there was any dispute that there were repeated violations uh, by Boris Johnson uh, during uh, the lockdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so equal to reality says, and, and thank you for the super chat. He says uh, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson is Trump uh, dragged through eating. I. <laughs> so I still don't like the the comparison. I think Trump was uh, so. Proudly, uh, you know, uh, a, a dictator wannabe. That uh, I think that was kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like comparing anybody to Trump. I think it's it's really bad. You know, Trump. Uh, uh, I saw somebody share recently that he uh, he shared some something about um, uh, the North Korean dictator and congratulated him for uh, uh, what was it? Um, oh yeah. He
1: was he was very friendly to the leaders of China and North Korea. I mean, he was just saying yeah. letters at one point as they were described uh to dictators. I mean yeah, Trump Trump really tried to uh, really in a disgusting way cozy up to some of the worst people
0: uh in the world. Yeah, I remember at the time he said uh, uh you know his his people respect him. And I'm like, you know, how, how do you know they're not allowed they're they're gonna be, they're gonna disappear if they don't respect him. Um but uh yeah i had i had a um, oh i had a point to make about the uh, the election victory so yes he did win uh, in a landslide and that um you know that earns you political capital uh why he won uh, th- there are different um you know possible reasons i mean i don't necessarily think it's because he was super popular i do think people um definitely trusted him uh to handle brexit better uh than than the alternative but also the alternative was jeremy corbyn and when i look back at that election i i'm still frightened by the fact that a third of the country uh voted for jeremy corbyn and in in the previous election it was more than that i mean uh jeremy corbyn we've we've spoken about him here before actually we had a whole in in during that election campaign we had a whole um conference in london a day-long conference um uh, title. I think it was a socialist Britain. Uh, what are we in for? And and I was you know so so uh, and he's not just a socialist. He's a major anti-Semite uh, and a supporter of pretty much any dictator and any terrorist around the world. So when you have that as your alternative, uh, you should typically you know have an easier uh, time winning an election. But yes, Boris is is uh, definitely um, not unpopular certainly with uh, with uh, conservatives, or at least wasn't. And uh, that also brings us to the point of the conservative party really, uh, you know, the, the leaders of the conservative party being happy to kind of throw him under the bus now. Uh, it, it it We'd like to think this is them being, uh, you know, thinking, okay, this is an act of justice, but there is an election next year. Uh, the conservatives are probably going to lose. They probably want to mitigate that loss or uh, somehow, by some miracle, actually win the election, uh, and so I don't trust these people uh, to actually, uh, you know, act in a way that they think is right. But I think ultimately their motivation is uh, to stay in power.
1: Right. You know, m- months ago they ousted him as the leader. The the his re- resignation um, uh, recently, I think, is though the. the his preemptive strike. I mean, couldn't Boris Johnson have stayed and fought and asked the parliament to reconsider uh, based on different evidence, but instead he seems to be quitting rather than face, As the report, there's a report that a re, really, a report that in, uh, involves conservatives uh in as well on the committee uh, uh so and some of them pro-brexit conservatives on the committee which i think is the reports are is going to be scathing against boris johnson and he appears to be resigning uh preemptively before that report even comes out
0: uh, yeah some- i think the, the recommendation was going to be that he should be suspended um was it indefinitely or, or at least suspended? So I think he kind of preempted that. And of course, in British politics, uh, uh, there's often scandals. Some of them should be scandals. Some of them are, are kind of not that big a deal. And usually people have to resign, uh, not so much from parliament, unless it is a kind of a bigger scandal, but uh, people resign from uh, from you know ministerial roles all the time over relatively small things. Now, um, he he resigned for, uh, from his seat in parliament which means there will be uh, a a by election in his in his seat but yes uh he could come back he could come back in the next election uh he could come back after the next election when whenever there is a by election in a safe tory seat um after after they lose uh but yeah it's um i i can't imagine this is the end of boris johnson uh, right but it is so- it is a it is a pause it, it
1: will at least continue to be a force in uh, public affairs in Britain for the foreseeable future <laughs> this is not the end of Mr Johnson
0: yeah I also I also heard that Nigel Farage uh talked about some sort of cooperation between the two you no know, Nigel Farage people who don't follow British politics is an interesting character uh uh he he's a great speaker he's a you know he's a great orator but he's not a uh I I think his, his uh political career was basically uh about Brexit and I think he was very successful with that some of his views including his reasoning for why he wanted the uh the UK to leave the EU I'm not a fan of uh and and I don't know what such a new political alliance would look like so yeah I think uh Boris um yeah. May I ask you this?
1: Do you think there's a taste for the kind of nationalist populism that you see rising in the United States and on the continent of Europe, in Great Britain?
0: I think there is, but not. Uh, it's kind of more amplified in the U.S. I think. Uh, I, I think you know we we adopt things kind of slowly here in, in uh, you know on this side of the pond. So <laughs> I do think there is. Um, I think many people voted for Brexit for nationalist reasons, people, there were people who voted because they didn't want immigration, I was, I was pro Brexit, uh, and I'm pro immigration, Uh, I think the European Union is a a corrupt system that, uh, you know, is better, you know, there are parts of it that are good. And and, uh, those parts I would like to to keep, but it doesn't have to be uh, within the the current uh, system. And I think it shouldn't. Um, (laughs) But yes, I think I think there is uh, definitely a nationalistic uh, element to that.
1: But you do believe that the committee's investigation uh, was kind of a kangaroo court. Well, if not a a full-on kangaroo court, at least it had a marsupial pouch or something to it. You don't trust the investigation?
0: Yeah. um, So Brendan O'Neill, who uh, uh, was the editor of Spike, he still writes for Spike. He's he's a friend of the channel. I think uh, he he has appeared on the channel more than any other non-objectivist. Uh, so he wrote about it today, and he uh, pointed out, uh, I, I disagreed with much of his article, but he pointed out that um, Harriet Harman, the Labour member of Parliament who headed the committee, uh, <clears throat> two months before she was appointed as head of the committee, shared uh, on, on social media a blog post by Alistair Campbell, who used to be uh, the press secretary for, uh, uh, not the press secretary, the spin doctor for uh, Tony Blair. <laughs> I don't think that's the official title, but... <Yeah>. Uh, So he was he was calling Boris a lying charlatan who uh, deserves to be swept away. You know, he he repeatedly called him a liar and she shared it. So clearly her view on it was was known when she was appointed uh, as the head of that committee. And as I mentioned before, I think even Tories who um, uh, want to get rid of Boris don't necessarily want to get rid of him because uh, they think this is so uh, such a horrible corrupt. Now, by the way, I I, another thing about this being a kangaroo court like i said i want him gone but this is not the way i would want him gone like in an in an ideal uh legal and political system first of all the government would not have the power to do what they did there, there would have been no lockdowns cuz government just could not do that and if uh, there was an attempt by people in government to do that then they would be you know tried for the for the crime that this was i mean they turned this country into a prison they were uh encouraging citizens to snitch on their neighbors if you had a party. So within that context, again, like the fact that somebody had a party during lockdown, I have no issue with, I have uh, very close knowledge of some people who did that here, and I'm uh, all in favor of that. But the fact that it's the person who made lockdowns happen, uh, that makes it different. And that makes me really despise him uh, even more. And uh, yeah, want him. But in one sense, it's still him.
1: a deflection from the much bigger crime, which is the lockdowns themselves. The lockdowns were the monstrous fascist development in what should be the liberal democratic West. In Great Britain and in most of the United States, there were these horrific lockdowns in what should be the bastion of liberalism. And that goes without question. It's the hypocrisy. And by focusing so much on the hypocrisy, we lose sight in effect of the evil that was the, uh, that were the lockdowns. The engineer of these evil lockdowns in my country was the head of the Centers for Disease Control, a fellow by the name of Dr. Fauci. He, at the time, Proudly said, I recommended to the president and to the governors that they do all these lockdowns. Uh, and now the most recent thing, well, I never told anyone to lock anything down, and they've caught him in the dead flat lie because everyone knows the lockdowns were a bust, at least in this country. Is they're the same and a total failure, counterproductive failure, caused more deaths than they prevented, destroyed the economy, were in principle an awful disruption of human liberties and the individual rights. Anyway, is there a similar perception? At least by a constituency, a large constituency in Britain that feel the same way. The lockdowns were themselves uh, horrific and a crime.
0: Um, so we have a super chat from Bonnie. She asks uh, Did Boris have some excuse for lockdown parties? Uh, I'm not sure if he had. I mean, he did apologize for the parties, right? Uh, yeah. So I. I don't think he, he had an excuse. He just did it and apologized. And I guess that's, uh, you know. And after the fact,
1: we have acknowledgments that those parties did occur. There's no question that yeah. they occurred, there were multiple violations. And, you know, they were wild, you know, I, I, and again, the focus on what was going on at the parties seems to me a distraction. Uh, uh, you know, who was at the parties and when did the parties happen? The point is that we, th- these lockdowns were nonsense. Nobody's parties should have been disrupted. Uh, and that should have been the focus rather than say the hypocrisy of some politician for violating it because that was also the focus here in the United States so often about our politicians being hypocrites Well, it's the lockdowns that were evil. Uh, Yes, their hypocrisy was evil, but even here, the hypocrisy focus argument is a distraction from the main issue here. Um, People should acknowledge these lockdowns were nonsense, um, worse than nonsense. They were evil, they were destructive, they harmed people. They're gonna cause a body count uh, just like COVID caused a body count, and I wouldn't wanna compare the two. Um, I mean, that should be our focus.
0: Uh, now, we were talking about how, uh, you know, the Conservative Party kind of uh, is, uh, leadership at least, is distancing themselves from uh, from Boris. Another thing that uh, came up today is the current Prime Minister, uh, Rishi Sunak, who was the uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer under uh, under Boris. Um, he uh, said in, in a press conference uh, or in a talk that um, uh you know, Boris asked him to do things he was uncomfortable with. Now, this was around um, peerages. This is another short uh, explanation of what goes on in British politics for our American audience, especially like you have uh, two houses of of, uh, Congress. You have um, uh, the House of Representatives and you have the Senate where, you know, you vote for the former locally and for the latter on a state level, which is also local, but not as local uh, here. You vote for. The, we also have two houses of parliament. You vote for uh, the House of Commons uh, again locally, and um, and there's a the House of Lords, which is uh, uh, you get appointed to it by the government, and you get uh, you you get to stay there for life. That's that's how it works.
1: It's mostly populated by life peers um, who have the title for life, but it's a lifelong privilege, but hereditary peers, although their power has been largely denuded, uh, uh, church lords, law lords are also part of it, but uh, the house of lords is the power of the house of lords has been largely denuded in particular the membership and power of hereditary lords, but they remain a a constant uh, uh, voice in politics, which is very interesting. It's a, Interesting uh, institution that Americans to become more familiar with. Uh,
0: yeah, and I think the scandal was uh, around um, appointments. Uh, that that's the scandal. Which you know you would think uh, if if politicians, this is the kind of power that government has. Uh, it will be um, there would always be the question of corruption and I, I would say just the extent of it, because I think the corruption is almost built into the, the very idea. Um so uh Boris replied calling it rubbish uh and and uh, so he's clearly on the defensive uh he he knows he knows his party he knows what they do he he knows what they did uh to Liz Truss uh who who uh, was prime minister after him who was elected by the conservative party members um uh, rather, rather than the parliament, who would uh, the parliamentary party would not have voted for her. They preferred uh, Rishi Sunak, and uh, and and she came in and she wanted, uh, you know, some lower taxes, some less regulation. Which of course, for the conservatives, is uh, uh, unacceptable, and they got rid of her very quickly. And we covered it on this show a few times uh, about you know how how they do the, these things. How uh, we, we specifically, I think, had an episode about Michael Gove. Uh, Michael Gove is is uh, of course. Uh, This is his thing. So we are now hearing from him as well about how he is, uh, you know, happy to see Boris go. Um, So. So, yeah, I think. uh, um, Well, again, the, 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 the again, there's
1: an analogy. I know there are profound differences between Trump and Johnson. Uh, There are, but there are similarities because in in the United States, and it's interesting that these things should happen simultaneously. Boris Johnson, the report and his resignation happened just when Trump is being indicted by a federal court. This is much more serious than the local court uh, uh, charges, it seems to me about having secret documents. A lot of people complain about the process or the unfairness of the process or why did Hillary get away with it? And so the hypocrisy becomes the issue. Uh, and so again, there's a very analogous thing going on here. The, the um, popular former leader of the conservative party is facing sort of charges Uh, And the defense of those charges is the process stinks. And in the case of the New York charges against Trump, I happen to agree. I think that that's, uh, he has been railroaded, but one can believe that Trump has been railroaded and still think that he's a corrupt, bad politician. So I think in that context, my position is very similar on Trump as yours is to Boris Johnson. Uh, Now these other charges about secret documents, the fact that others get away with something and it's a real crime, doesn't seem to me to be a very good defense. If Trump is guilty, Trump is guilty and deserves to be. Uh, Apparently they have good evidence that he again lied but also lied to federal investigators which becomes a criminal matter in this country. Uh, Not just a kick you out of parliament matter but a criminal matter and you get convicted of a felony if you do that. The fact that others even equally or even more egregiously did the crime is no defense to his doing the crime. It just suggests to me that others should be convicted as well. Uh, (laughs) The conviction should be fairly uh, spread about. Uh, but at least with respect to the first charge, the local charges, it reminds me very much of your position on Boris Johnson. The ca- court may have been kangarooish, or at least mars- marsupial-like, but nonetheless, the politician himself st- stinks, even if he's being railroaded in that particular context.
0: Yeah, and by the way, when I say I want him gone, that applies for anybody else who was behind lockdown. He was at the, you know, the head of uh, government, so he is a uh, definitely more guilty than anybody else. But uh, yeah, anybody anybody who voted for it, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Same is true with Trump. He was the man who gave and he likes to deny that now. But he was of course, the President of the United States recommending the lockdowns with Fauci to every 50, every one of the 50 states in, a, in my country. So just like Boris Johnson, he may have been a conservative leader, but he was no friend of liberty and wouldn't, didn't understand individual rights or, or the needs. Or, I mean, it, it's ridiculous because they really didn't even think through what they call, quote, the science. They were led by uh, power lusting uh, people who used science to uh, lock down um, um the, our uh, uh, societies. And so all of them should be ousted. Uh, I agree. Just on that grounds alone, you should never vote again for such a politician. Amen, sir.
0: um Well, I don't know if this is kind of relevant. It's not relevant to the episode, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. So, yesterday, uh, the uh, former leader of the Scottish Nationalist Party, uh, nicholas Sturgeon, who is also a very prominent politician in the UK, uh, and and was uh, the driving force behind the uh, referendum on on Scotland leaving uh, the UK which of course they lost um is uh or, or and, and definitely a driving force behind the idea for another referendum because if you lose one why not do another um uh, she she was arrested and questioned for 7 hours uh by the police because uh, they raised um 600,000 pounds uh for the campaign for a second referendum this money was for the campaign once a second referendum uh is announced and uh no such referendum has been announced yet yet the money is uh, nowhere to be found so um
1: They raised a bunch of money, but didn't try to get a referendum.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) we've done actually a few episodes, including the one we did on Friday on kind of gloating about, you know, people we we don't like, but yes, there are people who are really, uh, really evil and with evil intentions and, uh, and, you know, seeing them go down, even if it's not for the, uh, if it's not, if it doesn't have, you know, it's not based on like objectivist uh, uh, ethics is, uh, is, is good. It's 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 fun. It's, uh, it's, you know, the least we can get at this point. So um,
1: can't, can't help a, a little snigger when some when an enemy of ours trips, whether it's over a fair branch or not.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, we're not going to do this every day. This is not. No. <laughs> um,
1: but Boris Johnson's departure is a kind of a historic event. Uh, I don't think he's left uh, public affairs, and I think the English-speaking world is not finished with him. But on the the other hand, his leaving parliament is a newsworthy event around the globe. He was the man who gave us Brexit. So it's newsworthy, my friend. Noteworthy for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. I agree. Uh, and, um, and, uh, we will, we will be covering, I think politics, uh, um, you know, in the coming year or so, probably a bit more because there is, uh, uh, there is an election in the U S there are going to be primaries. Trump is running, uh, yeah. And, and there are going to be elections here, but we'll try not to do it too much. And we'll try to, uh, in between have some, uh, some positive uh, some positive things, or at least positive solutions uh, to uh, bad things that are happening out there, like tomorrow's episode of The Daily Objective, uh, which is another episode in our uh, series Fixing Education. Uh, the, this will be lessons from the reading wars. Uh, we'll have um, Joseph Tabankin and Kyle Steele talk about phonics. Uh, so that should be an interesting show. We also have HPTVs uh, back tonight. Uh, oh. Harry will talk about why has the world not ended. I okay. mean, I don't, I don't want to give spoilers, but isn't it because we had lockdown that saved us from? Uh...
1: <laughs> no, I'm crediting Iran Center UK. Uh, but it is a perfectly fair uh, question, and it's one I've asked myself, and it's an episode I'm not going to miss today with Harry Binswanger. Why has it not yet? <laughs> and, and, uh, and as I say, at least preliminarily, my credit goes to Rosie Ginsberg and Rand Center UK. They've kept this uh, civilizational float so far. Let's, let's see if they can keep doing it.
0: Uh, well, I will take... Some of that credit, not all of it. <laughs> uh, by the way, we also know Wednesday's uh, episode as well. It will be uh, James Valiant with Nikos talking about that uh, John Oliver video from, I think it's well over a decade ago, right? Uh, which was titled, Why is Ayn Rand Still a Thing? So uh, if you haven't seen that, that is uh, somewhere on YouTube, I believe. Like three minutes long, right? It's not, it's not that long. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we did we did a breakdown of Tucker Carlson's show uh, last Wednesday. I, I think that was a good show. It, it got uh, lots of views and lots of angry comments, which I love to see. I love uh, to see so, it. Keep
1: so, uh, giving us those views and, and hateful comments. We love to see it coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I think for every hateful comment, uh, we we probably get quite a few people who watch it who don't agree, uh, but don't comment. And maybe some of them, the better among them, We'll say okay i don't agree but these people sound interesting maybe i'll uh watch watch another show maybe at some point i'll subscribe uh and then who knows uh which by the way is a reason why you should all uh share oh everything the we, coming uh, yeah oh, everything, for everything you see on this channel please share it if you think it's worthy of being shared uh like it as well that helps with the uh algorithm and it does get uh more people seeing this content and uh You know, hopefully in the long run, that means we'll have fewer and fewer episodes like today with a topic like today. I mean. (laughs)
1: I I hear you, but I can think of nothing more important than the work you're doing, Rozzy. Uh, I I think the conversations with Nikos are great, and I'm glad we got a lot of viewers, but this one should be great. And for potential subscribers, all I can do is urge you to subscribe at as high a level as possible. We've got some real interesting perks coming up for high-level subscribers. We're going to continue the sort of mock trials that we did with Matthew Humphreys, and on some more interesting issues. I'm sure you guys will find uh, interesting, uh, maybe even controversial within the objectivist movement, uh, but also providing the unique answer that we and we alone can provide to uh, so many of the controversies of the day. So thank you. Yeah, for your the,
0: time. the first of those is uh, next weekend. So just under two weeks from now. So uh, you still have time, but not a lot of it. Uh, So, yeah, you can become a member. Uh, There is a link in the description uh, and um, you can see the different membership levels there. Uh, Thanks again, James. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for watching. um, And we will uh, hopefully see you here in two and a half hours for HBTV.